Good. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mike Armstrong podcast show. And uh, this afternoon, we're joined by uh, Frank and Danielle Sheehan from the West Coast Lighthouse in Newport. And uh, we're going to have a little chat about business and yes. all of that and to see where it takes us. How are you both doing today? Are you okay? Um, yes, yeah, it's our Good wedding anniversary today, so uh, we're going to go out to a pub to celebrate, so that's going to be nice. We haven't been to a pub for how over many four, weeks over now? Over four months, weeks, months. Over four months we haven't been to a restaurant, and so today we're taking advantage of the £10 discount per person. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, well, congratulations on the anniversary. And yeah, I, I, I haven't been uh, out anywhere yet, but I want to I wanna go out at some point to take advantage of that deal at some point, yeah. Yeah, it's from Wednesday, Monday to Wednesday. So, um, that's right. yeah, so we're looking forward to that. And uh, apparently when you go into the pub, um, I don't know if they take your temperature or not. But they take your money. <laughs> but uh, there'll be somebody at the door to let you in. And yeah. What 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 pub you go into? Somewhere local? Uh, Dragonfly. Oh, the Dragonfly. Yeah. Okay, I know it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the the place I usually start my my entrepreneur chats is usually uh, around the lockdown. You know how it's been for for the particular businesses and uh, the business people I'm speaking to. And if they've done any sort of thing in their business or or pivoted to a new business or anything during that time. So which one of you wants to take that one? Well, I'll start with that one. That's okay, yeah. Um, obviously running a bed and breakfast in a wedding venue, which we have for many, many years now, it's quite difficult to get physical jobs done when you've got guests coming in and out all the time. And, you know, so you may have a, a mirror of about two or three hours. But, of course, the lockdown, which is a shock <laughs> all of a sudden you've got plenty of time to catch up with all the, the electrical work some plumbing plaster during the lockdown i've actually learned how to plaster which is a real art form so yeah. Yeah. although i'm not earning any money i'm actually saving money yes. by doing these jobs and having someone that's coming in and do it you know yeah. as you know our friend mark which you recommended a lovely fella was helping out but um uh you know, uh, I don't have to pay Mark, he's in Spain anyway, but I mean, I'm, I can carry on and do those jobs. So though I'm not earning any money, I'm saving money. Yeah, yeah, um, and, uh, and, and you like to do those things, get, get stuck in anyway, don't you? So I suppose you've been in your element. Uh, yeah, you can't hold back. You've forever got to go forward in business. There's no point in sitting back. That doesn't work. You've got to go forward. And don't look back. Just keep going, you know. Um, today I've been outside... Uh, put in foundations for some new lampposts uh, for the wedding market so we bought a, a marquee which hasn't arrived yet a second-hand marquee uh, a lovely lady uh, who had an events uh, business um, i think devon or call was it devon no Chesham. somerset Chesham, somerset was it oh no uh, Chesham. Oh, Chesham. sorry Chesham. 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 sorry no, sorry but anyway we've bought a marquee from her which is quite a good deal it's got all the um uh interior uh, flooring we need, lighting, and um, some chandeliers and things. So we're all set up. Um, obviously, with the COVID situation, it is very concerning with the hospitality uh, sector because um, our obviously our income is uh, is bed and breakfast. People come into your your home and your house as a business, and also the weddings. So um, we're getting quite a lot of inquiries, um, which we're saying to people, well, look, we can't really honestly 
do anything this year for the moment because we don't know what how it's going to pan out and we won't be allowed to anyway for the moment so next year um everybody's hoping it's going to be the worst of it to be behind us and we can get back to um to normal business and uh, you know we're praying that's going to be the case yeah. Um, is that the weddings next year, or is that the B and B and the weddings? B and B and the weddings. We really want to promote the weddings. Um, the B and B with COVID is a bit of a concern because you've got the general public coming into your own home. If it was a hotel, you can move away. You know, you may have a home outside the hotel, and it's a little bit more easy to run. But when you live um, on the, in the premises and you've got the general public coming in, you don't really have any control as to who might bring that COVID in. Yeah. And um, so we're going to concentrate on the weddings, which we'll hold outside the lighthouse in our grounds. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't seem to be too much of a, a problem for people. The bride and groom would come into the lighthouse to actually sign the register, but it'll only be them and the registrars, you know. So that'll cut down on some of the risk uh, aspects. Um, well, yeah. But, you you got um, what else could you do? Uh, you got uh, like private parties and other things you can do in your marquee in, in the middle. Yeah, yes, you yeah. can have I, network I think, meetings and yeah. uh, they've had an inquiry for an engagement party, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's what we'll be doing. Uh, concentrate on using the marquee to yeah. its full capacity. Because yeah. the marquee will be able to sit eighty odd people. So um, that's social distanced. Yeah, eighty social. Yeah. Distanced. And it would have the, um, you know, the vents, so you'd have flaps, so you'd have good airflow coming through. Yeah. Whereas your normal yeah. business premises is a bit more risky. Yeah, and also, yeah, the flaps will be up, and also where, where we are, it's beautiful, you know, Sunshine. By, the, by the sea. And, Fresh you know, air, yeah. And people can walk around the seawall, uh, so it's not like in a hotel room where yeah. everyone is indoors, but, you know, people can walk around and... You know, um, I don't know. Um, it's a shame you can't take advantage of this um, sort of staycation market this year. Can't you two go into like like book out the whole lighthouse, the the, the open space if you like, the non guest house area for say weeks, and you go into somewhere um, else, and you could you know the, the, they would be paying for you yeah. to go elsewhere, and you would make a bit on the the difference. Yeah, no, that's a possibility. We've had loads of inquiry. Uh, inquiries from Airbnb you know I'm just like before we never received anything from them and all of a sudden every day we get loads yeah. and I keep saying to them I'm sorry we're, we're closed but that's a really good idea where we could um, I definitely let... look at that yeah if you can get a family you know a family a bubble you know a family a bubble a bubble into the the lighthouse into the whole thing they rent the whole thing you just go, I know you've got another place, but I think you've got tenants in there, but I don't know if there's any room elsewhere, but you might be able to just go in like uh, another hotel, like the St. Melons or the... Um, the no, that's closed down, Mike. Yeah, it's in administration. Yeah. It's closed well, that's down. That's good for you. That's a bit more business your way as well, a bit more midweek and, and whatever as well. Yeah, perhaps, yeah. yeah. But we're more of a destination type um uh, venue aren't we yeah so people do tend to travel and we, from we're all over the cheap. Place. this yeah. is the other thing you know people want like 60 pounds which they can get in a people are really looking a for a, a bargain you know uh, with, um, i know that know. but i think there are some people who will value the uniqueness yeah. of a week in a lighthouse as well you yeah, know that, it, that's a unique selling point the lighthouse yeah. for sure but yeah. at the same time we don't want people to use 
the lighthouse while we're not here. So I don't think that's a, a proposition. Really. Work, no. Um, no, we we're concentrating on the wedding side of it, yeah. but we're thinking about self catering units, for example, shepherd's huts, maybe, yeah. um, uh, pods. Self catering, yeah. and we've also got a, a static caravan, so you know, yeah. which we're do where which we're doing up at the moment. For the moment yeah. yeah, have you uh, spoke to Visit Wales? Well, they actually contacted us. Um, uh, I think it was last week. Yeah. They wanted to come down and um, do something on the lighthouse with yeah. um, the drone and the rest of it. But um, they wanted to stay inside the lighthouse. But for the moment, we just can't do that. No. But um, I know Visit Wales are giving grants, etc., for people to um, in the in the tourism sector to expand. You know, especially in the yeah. Newport area, if it's corporate quality accommodation yeah hmm. because obviously hmm. they're looking to attract and grow the um the uh places people can stay around the uh, the uh, the new arena you know the icc arena yeah yeah so so if for example yeah, you're in the end, Celtic manor yeah. they're coming into the high street apparently they're having serviced accommodation oh, you know they? in the market yeah in the market they're going to take over a lot of the space there the market in newport yeah yeah they do the market now is closed and yeah. they're going to do it all up refurbish yeah, yeah. celtic manor that's what they're doing is to yeah. do proper corporate accommodation yeah, you know those really modern caravans you know with the verandas and stuff you know and the wooden yes, you know, yeah, yeah, the wooden new pvc windows and stuff high end like you know you yeah. might put a couple of them around the you know in the grounds and you might be able to get visit wales to fund that you know so all of a sudden you've got like um corporate quality accommodation like the rest of the rooms in your in your lighthouse but they're mm. external and 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 obviously the icc are going to be sending people if you can get into that marketplace as and when as and when they start doing the big events again and that starts growing you know there's mm. going to be a a tap if you like of constant flow of, of, of corporates and people exhibiting and, and events and stuff from there and, and you're not that far away you're only what 10 15 minutes in the car the um the uh celtic manor one of the representatives there the um public relations or yeah. the marketing lady she's she been here and she's approved the rooms yeah um so she has said that yes they will be sending people to us yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> not yet. Obviously, with COVID, you can't do much at the moment. But no, they are. You're, you're on like an approved supplier list, if you like. Yeah, we are. Yeah. 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 We are. That's how much they need people like you, not waiting for you to go to them. They're going out seeking you because yeah. they're in a way that they these people who are going to be going to their events and exhibiting and all that, they need places to stay. Yeah. yeah. So visit Wales. Are you sure they're giving grants? Yeah, definitely. I, I went to a Visit Wales event. They do a, like a, um, a, a four-parts-of-Wales um, tour where they go out and they talk to the community. And I went to one in uh, Cumbran, in, uh, you know, the hotel in Cumbran, a nice hotel there. They do a long after-dinner speaking Broadway. event. Yeah. yeah. I went to an event there uh, about two years ago, I think, maybe, yeah, something like that. And they, so at the time they were saying they, they were offering grants to anyone around the Newport area who was willing to put corporate quality accommodation 
in, into their grounds, you know, farmlands, anywhere, you know, and, I, and those yurts and, and, and um, gypsy caravans and all that are good, but they're quite small. But if you could get, you know, some bigger places, which, you know, I, I'm not sure what they would class as corporate quality, but I'm pretty sure if you spoke to them, they would tell you. And then if, if they were yeah. able to offer a grant, that might help you, you know, shape the type of accommodation that you want to put in the grounds. You might be able to do a deal with the farmer as well. You know, that's Yeah, I think that's that's worth following up, Mike. Thank you for that. The only thing is Newport Bolly Borough Council, they're so negative when it comes to uh, any planning issues. Basically everything's like a, a no. Yeah. You just go ahead and um and put your hands up and see where it goes because they're they're gonna get They've got to change their attitude now, yeah. I think. People, you know, so they've got a reputation of being, um, well, I've already said it, extremely negative when it comes to <laughs> regulations yeah. and planning. And it's killing business. It's killing. But can the they growth. stop? I, I didn't think they could stop temporary accommodation. I think they can only stop. Oh, We've got, yeah, we got um, planning permission for the lighthouse. It incorporated the ground as a unit for accommodation. Yeah. And as you probably know, we had a beautiful Mongolian yurt in the grounds for about three and a half years. Then it came to their attention and I had terrible, terrible trouble with them. Uh, and we were forced eventually to um, uh, to get rid of it. Um, and- Was that though because you know, that's more a permanent structure because you couldn't just- It's a semi-permanent, semi but it's a tent basically. Yeah. But we, yeah. had, we had families coming into the area from all over the place for the yurt and they were spending money in yeah. the restaurant in the pubs the kids were loving it it was outdoors it was it was a, a oh, yeah, there's, there's no reason for the council not to have it but but because they like follow their rules and their sticklers the rules i think because it was semi-permanent whereas if you put something in which is movable so if you put in those yeah. um, those yeah. caravans i don't think they can stop you that's, that's my understanding but i, I, don't, I don't know but so that's i think yeah if they've got wheels you can yeah. move them in 28 days <laughs> yeah, some should move them. Some they're mobile i don't think they can stop you it's your ground and it's legally they can't they can't prevent it like you know yeah. well unfortunately that once you once you do plumbing like sewage into the caravan electric water they regard that as being a, a permanent structure do they yeah they are oh, they've got you every way you know they're, so, so they're, they're, yeah they're, 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 nothing's easy i'm afraid i'm making my positive life though, to learn rules well enough to know where you can bend them well you know i mean sometimes you just got to do things and keep your fingers crossed and and plead ignorance <laughs> and, well, that's it, you know you can't you can't work with the confines and the restrictions that people put on you sometimes you just gotta it's a brave new world now we need yeah. we need um, business people to invest um in the economy and take chances and risks and we don't with this bloody red tape holding us back yeah, well, you know, to me, um, to me, the the human race benefits by by leaders, by people who are willing to, you know, stand up and drive forward. We would never have invested. If the civil service, the civil service took over the world, we'd all be living in bloody caves. Yeah, exactly. If we, you know, if so, you know, so, so, so sometimes you have to just take. I take rules with a pinch of salt. You know, if they're yeah. if they're there for the good of everybody, then the rules are guidelines to be broken half the time. Yeah, 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 rules are just areas to push to push against yeah. to see where they can stretch. It, it, and also, they can make more money out of you by implementing them yeah. and giving you licenses and grants. It's a lovely way to make money for them. Yeah. 
change their tune i think people will will rise up and say no to a lot of the stringent regulations exactly if they weren't if they weren't for people who banded and pushed rules then what would happen is there'd be revolutions all of the time and so the people will get their way anyway so you're doing them a favor by pushing their rules a little bit and and creating some air some oxygen and some energy for things to be created yeah. well there is a you know central government to be fair to them they try to um influence um local government to be more flexible um but they drag local government they just drag their heels they're sort of stuck in this psychological fog or, or rule book and that's their mental psyche and to try and break that is very difficult yeah but the problem with public sector is everything takes so long because of the red tape yeah. <laughs> yeah. People lose the energy and the drive and the momentum, so which is why yeah. nothing really happens a lot of the time. Well, it, it can wear you down, that's for sure. I think that's part of the ploy to wear you down with the regulations and the and the form filling. And oh God, mighty! Yeah, yeah. I'd, love to go into, I'd love to go into politics, and I thought I could make a difference. But I'm about making a difference in life, and actually, the system and the red tape and that it's not there. It's not there designed to help you do anything. So, what's the point? On the contrary, yeah. On the contrary. Yeah. I mean, I think COVID is going to bring bring us hope as well, you know, because all these structures will have to be got rid of because some of them are too stringent. You know, that um, like like HMOs, for example, you know, like the red tape that we had to go through to get the license. And then, you know, the fire alarm system, the sprinklers, the, you know, in normal circumstances, you know, it's very supposed to be a normal house, but every week you have to go there and house. test the every week you have to test the fire alarm system. Yeah, every, every week. week you have to go and test it. It is a brand new system. I know. <laughs> and we've got a contractor who goes there every three months to just to make sure. And you've got a big panel. If there's any problems, it's only on the panel. But you know, you've got to go there and oh, it's, it's but, the rules uh, are yeah, a lot of landlords are gonna just give up because <laughs> they're not much. getting any help from the government. And the tenants don't have to pay anything. So yeah, apparently, though, the strategy there is they're trying to get smaller landlords out of the marketplace, so there's just the bigger boys. Because you see, what it is, it's easier for them to manage a couple of small, so a small number of large people than it is for them yeah, to manage right. a large number of small people. So that's yeah, why that they, sometimes they drive yeah. you out. You know? Yeah, that's what they're trying to do. I know. Yeah, uh, and also trying to drive out the small businesses, all the little coffee shops, so that Starbucks will take over and McDonald's will be everywhere on every take, street. Take over the world. But <laughs> with COVID nineteen, and you know, the reason you know a lot of people are being affected is because they eat rubbish from McDonald's and rubbish from <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's going to see this uh, on YouTube they're going to come and careful well, no, now they've changed they've <laughs> changed a little bit what you mean is they don't have a well-balanced diet and they just constantly have a poor nutritional diets which uh, which is not good you know I like McDonald's myself but um, you know just now and then you know you have it with a well-balanced diet and i think as long as people i think they have, live on these they've made, a, they've made some progress with the vegetarian burgers and things but but the fries the way they cut the, the, the chips and the rest of it 
but there we go. But people do love it, so I'm not knocking it, you know. No, no, exactly. Well, I think I think everything's in moderation, isn't it? But again, you know, I think yeah, the rich, that's the key word, moderation. Yeah. Yeah, and the rich tapestry of life is great, you know, for lots of people being involved and not they just being faceless corporates running everything. You know, I think that's what the rich tapestry of life. You know, places like the the West Coast Lighthouse wouldn't exist if it was just everything was run by corporates. It's, it's it takes. Mm -hmm. You know, it takes unique people and people to do something a little bit different to come up with accommodation that's a little bit different and a bit quirky and a, you know, and a bit different. And I think, you know, I'm all for, you know, men, women, people having the power to, 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 to have an impact yeah. on their own and not have to be part of a faceless conglomeration to do it. Like that. And they're trying to standardise everything and we want individuality. People yeah. are individuals. But they're yeah. trying to have us all cloned all the same and think yeah. the same way. Well, they tried to do the same with music and stuff over the years, you know, yeah. with things like the yeah. X Factor and Simon Cowell and stuff, and uh, and like people yeah. like Ed Sheeran and and um, Adele, and now they, they they come out and they fight the 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 opposite, you know, people people gravitate towards them because they're real and they're authentic and they're different, mm -hmm. and they're not just you know the same churned out rubbish as the last one and the ones before that and the ones before that. Mm -hmm. You know, so to me, you know, life's about being unique. It's about being different. It's about being yeah. authentic. Well, there's in, in the music industry, there's this uh, artificial intelligence which will be writing songs in the future. So your individual songwriter, you know, he's no longer going to be the copywriter or the creator. It's going to be a computer. They've, yeah. they've, anal they've analysed, you know, what makes a hit record, and they've dissected it, and they've put an IT computer in there, and that's the way songs will be written in the future. And we're but, all going to be Sounds yeah, right. All these analyses, though, what they don't realise is, is that they're forming a new analysis at the time they're implementing it, and what people like is change and variety and mm -hmm. mixture. Mm -hmm. By going through the process, they're mm -hmm. upsetting people and changing the rules, if you like. They're making people go, okay, well, actually, that's what we used to like, but there's too much of it now, so therefore, we like something different. And that will <laughs> always, always happen. People will always like variety. People will always yeah. want to stay in a lighthouse, you know? Yeah. No. Yeah, people have got this creative aspect in all of us, you know. I think sometimes it gets dumbed down from a very early age, you know, when you go to school, you know, yeah, they tend you to dumb down your creativity you and it comes form, aren't you? Yeah. I think to to actually get out of that um that system or to be a bit of a rebel or a, a revolutionary, it takes a certain psychological type. You just have so much and you're thinking, that's enough. That's yeah. a tipping point. I'm now going to be a rebel. <laughs> I've had enough. One of them. I'm all for, I'm all for anarchy. <laughs> you need more people like that, I think. Yeah, more rebels. Non-conformist, like, you know what I mean? Like I say, to me, I, I, there's a certain uh, amount of intellect. AI, they're going to, um, they're going to know who you are. They're going to know what you're doing. And everything you do on Facebook, it's all recorded. All your texts are recorded. So I don't know whether we can be that creative. I think I, I, I think so. I, I think so. I think people. I think they'll yeah, always. Computer. We just like it, robots will design everything. You've got three D machines hmm. that will can make anything. And and apparently also that women wouldn't need to have babies in the few in the couple of decades yeah. naturally. Yeah. And they're all that already babies. happens now, doesn't it? Yeah. So, so yeah, designer babies, stuff will yeah. Happen, but... oh yeah, designer babies. But really, a lot of women won't want to do that. To go through birth. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 
uh, we don't know where this world is, is going. And with COVID... Well, you could look at what, what is valuable. It used to be in the past. Oil was very valuable. Oil was liquid gold, you know. Yeah. What is gold now is data. Yeah. And that's where they're collecting everything. That's where the, that's where the gold is now. And that's why these corporate companies are data, 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 because it's valuable to them. But that data is basically about you and me yeah. and how we can be commercially exploited, basically, through marketing. Yeah. But, you know... Uh, yeah, go back to the lighthouse. Sorry. Yeah. We're having a go. We're having a whinge here. That's, that's what happens when uh, people who are non-conformists end up chatting. We talk about random subject matters that come into your head. And, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll come back to the lighthouse, really. Yeah. So the marquee um we would be able to sit down 80 guests and there'll be safety measures as well and so therefore we can have events like you said networking events conferences and and anniversaries so birthdays you know uh, corporate yeah, corporate um, gatherings because because engagement parties and and so on yeah uh, maybe people will move away from hotels I think if people are working from home um, more often, they're going to want to get together more as companies and to, to, to still get that bonding done. So yes, yeah, because, yeah. because otherwise they'll all become distant. So, so I think yeah. you know, if you were to offer, you know, seems, corporate yeah, events and stuff, there seems to be a trend that they want to get together every three weeks. This this magic three week number keeps coming up. I've noticed. You know, they've been working. On, we need to sit down every three weeks and actually have a face to face. People do want yeah. that. Oh yes, they were talking about oxytocin the other day on Radio 4 and they're saying because we're not meeting people, yeah. uh, we're not connecting, but yeah. Zoom apparently, just hearing people's voices that can create oxytocin. Yeah, well the other thing which is really good for oxytocin is random acts of kindness, so doing good for other people. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that really. releases yeah, the same that's what thing. a lot of people have been doing, haven't they? They're, they're going shopping for their neighbours and well, I, I, I've been doing that. I've been shopping for my dad and his girlfriend who are shielded during this time. And so I'm caring, if you like. Plus mm. also I'm just helping people because I got a bit chewed up and spat out and uh, through a divorce and stuff through the last global recession. And I know people are going to be suffering through this situation. And if I can help them in any way to avoid them, that's why I do my podcast and get people on to talk mm. about their business because then yeah. I put that in front of you know, all my followers on social media and whatever. The, the, the other aspect of it, people losing their businesses, but also a lot of people are anxious and so on. And, you know, you want to develop your business, but then you're sort of, you feel financially you can't do it because the banks are not lending, you know, they're after you, um, you know, you're not earning. And so how are you going to... Um, how are you going to increase your business? How are you going to go out and, and get it's, it's people a, it's in? A, it's uncertain times because obviously people are fearing the second, gonna, the second wave of this COVID, you know. Yeah, and then they're going to be depressed and depression comes inability to do things, inability to be motivated. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's where wellness comes in, you know, so we, we should be talking about wellness, you know. Yeah. Like, so funnily you said that because I created a, a smart happiness formula which is why I know random acts of kindness releases oxytocin. I call it smart because I, I believe if people get good sleep, if they either do some meditation or some mindfulness, if they look after their ability to perform, which is exercise, nutrition, and hydration, so they keep themselves you know, in good shape. And mm. if they do random acts of kindness, 
And if they do targets or goal setting and goal achievement, whatever that may be in the life, just just a, a, a reach out and attain things that they want and set those targets. And if they do that, if they follow that that, that process, I believe that's um, a secret to happiness. No, I think you're hitting the nail on the head there. Everything you said there, I 100% agree with. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So that's something I want to teach people around the world. You know, I call it the smart happiness formula. And I also come up with a seven step success formula, which I believe are seven pillars of success, which is um, uh, systems, technology, relationships, efficiency, action, marketing and sales. And if people do those seven things, they cannot fail to, but to become more successful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you invest in those seven pillars of success and, and, and what I believe is, is if people follow the success formulas, but not the smart stuff, then they could be successful, but not, not, not have longevity because they may be not looking after their health, getting the exercise in, you know, letting their brains, you know, recover and all of that. If you put the two together, I call it smart streams. And I think that's the secret to long-term success. I call it the elite business performance formula because you can invest in those. No, seven I'm actually going to be speaking around the world for the rest of my life on those things. I'm going to write books on them and I'm uh, going to create some online courses for them as well. So that's, um, that's something I created during lockdown. It just come out to me. Um, the smart happiness formula was inspired by a five step happiness program by Jarek Robbins, son of Tony Robbins. Um, right. it was one of the best presentations I've ever heard. And he only covered the five steps of happiness as part of a wider presentation. But, um, but what, what resonated with me is I was living the five steps at the time. So I had a really great lockdown. I had a really fantastic time. But I was living so the five so steps. So did we. I mean, where we are is beautiful. Exactly. I seen you putting pictures on, you know, of the lovely weather that we were getting early on in lockdown. It was fantastic, wasn't it? I moved oh, yeah. to Palak Marina at the time and I was riding around the bay. You know, it was just a lovely part of the world to be spending yeah. some, some lovely yeah. times and lovely days. What I realised is I was, most of my life I've been doing most of that five-step happiness formula, but I wasn't doing the exercise every day. I would let, I would do it now and then when I could or when the weather was good, which is not often enough in Wales. But what I decided to do during lockdown is exercise every day. And I used to play sport as a kid all the time. So exercise is a big part of my happiness. But it was when I sacrificed for business success rather than mm. actually looking after myself and my own mental attitude. And I, what I realized is I love exercise. And I've been exercising almost every single day since the beginning of lockdown, you know, mostly twice a day. So, so, the so exercise, what, what sort of exercises are you doing? Um, I go out on the bike once a day and I either oh. go out on the bike a second time a day or I do um, weights in the house. Mm. Yeah, no, we bought a, a sort of um, a, a gym. Many, yeah. many pieces of equipment. Yeah, so uh, the boys bought, um, whatchamacallit? The, the bars, yeah. The, the, the workbench. Big ball. And the, yeah. yeah, so they've been going for long walks. But we, we do about three and a half miles a day, just yeah, walking yeah. walk the dog. Um, well, I, I, I was going around um, at the start of lockdown. I was going around uh, the bay, which is about, I think it's either six kilometers or 10 kilometers. It's one or the other. So I was going around there regularly, either once a day or twice. So how a much day. have you lost? 
Um, I haven't lost a lot of weight. I've probably lost about a stone. Oh, that's, well, that's good. But because um, I've been doing weights and stuff as well and exercising every day, I've really toned up. Like, you know, I've gone, mm -hmm. I've gone down a lot of buckles on my belt and, you know, I've lost, I've gone much more. Muscle, muscle, muscle weighs more than fat. So yeah, got really know, my arms have gone massive. My arms are the biggest I think they've ever been. Like, you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, been doing a lot of bars and stuff and dumbbells. Um, but when I was doing around the bay for an hour at a time, I was doing half hour weights in the morning, half hour weights in the evening. I did that for about three months, I think. Mm. And then about 60 odd days ago, 65 days ago, I did. A, I, I accepted a challenge called hashtag seventy five hard. It's a seventy five day challenge, so I'm about ten days left. I think now it was the first of June I started it, and the seventy five day challenge is a mental toughness challenge, hmm. and it's um, it's you've got to do two forms of exercise a day for forty five minutes. So I tend to do the bike for forty five minutes, then weights for forty five minutes, or I'll do the bike twice if the weather's good or whatever. Um, you've got to read a 10 pages from a, a, an educational book every day. You've got Ooh. to be on a diet. You've got to drink a gallon of water and you've got to um, drink uh, gallon, and, and no drinking of alcohol. Mm. Mm. So it's a 75 so day what, challenge. What book are you reading then, Mike? So I've gone through Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I've gone through yeah. um, Think and Grow Rich. I've gone okay. through Grant Cardone's 10X. I've gone through the power of uh, the magic of thinking big. I've gone through uh, Eat That Frog, Brian Tracy. I've gone through um, I've gone through uh, uh, The Go Giver, Bob Berg, which is a really good book. I've gone through loads because I'm not just doing the ten pages a day, but I'm also listening on audiobook while I go around on my bike. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you know, I've gone through about I've gone through about six, seven, eight books maybe during lockdown. Gosh, so you're doing really well. Um, no, we've um, no. Frank has been doing DIY every day. I've been <laughs> doing. Uh, day, I've been yeah. doing uh, voucher, which okay. is food. Uh, you're an agent, aren't you, for voucher? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm and doing. Tell us how that works. Um, no, people buy the uh, uh, a voucher and then they redeem it, and I get paid. Okay, so you're marketing it to other businesses, are you, to, to advertise no, no, on Woucher? No, they do the marketing for me. Okay, oh, so you're on Woucher, as in, as in you're offering an offer for Woucher? What, yeah, what's yeah, offer? yeah. What's and the offer? they take a, a big percentage. Yeah, is yeah. that a health and well, wellness offer? Yeah, which is to do with uh, helping people to find out where their intolerances are and what they can do, how they can help themselves. Yeah. So I'm thinking of writing a little book myself, you know, because oh, yeah. of what I've learned from people. I wrote a book. So, yeah, I wrote a book at the beginning of lockdown in one day. It took me one day to write the book. I got went back to it a few times to edit it, add a bit, bit in, add a bit of colour. But the whole story was written in one day. But it's my life story and it features my ex-wife. And uh, I got a check with her. Possibly libel suit coming along here now. <laughs> it's a bit politically delicate, if you like. So, so I haven't published it yet because I haven't, <laughs> I haven't been able to speak to her because she's been in lockdown. <laughs> I speak yeah. to the kids on the phone, but I haven't been able to speak to her to to get an okay that it's all right to publish it. And what I'm just, just get it in writing. <laughs> it's a warts, it's a warts and all story, and no, 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 you know, hold no punches. Just uh, you know, authentic my life story. Yeah, because we 
to help other people. Yeah, know? I want to help people because I, I, I got through the last recession, and so it's sort of I want to sort of go through what happened to me, how I got over it, and, and, and to try and help people through this one, if you like, you know? Yeah. yeah you're giving something back, which is great. Yeah. yeah, that's the whole reason I started my podcast, is because I want to promote the book, so that when the book comes out, I've got lots of people who want to engage with it. Plus, mm. <coughs> I start, it's called You Can Do It, my podcast. It's a motivational podcast and educational. I do a lot of personal development on there. And it's all aimed at trying to help people with mental health problems, because I knew yeah. lockdown mm. people were going to have mental health issues. Yeah, yeah. Because sure. you, you can't lock people away and not expect it, like you know. Like mm. I've I've thrived during lockdown, but a lot of people have gone the opposite way, and it's either one one extreme or the other. You know, it's just the same as weight. You know, I personally have lost weight because and I've, I've been eating healthily, but other people have been sat next to the fridge consuming all day. You know, the, yeah, the, the yeah. extremes, like you know, it's just it all depends how you how you've decided to tackle. To me, lockdown, this crisis was a uh, uh, you know the fire across the hilltops. You know, burning all the bracken, ready to to grow again. It was an opportunity. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I it's an opportunity. It's like a rebirth, a reborn, a restart. A, yeah, rising, the phoenix rising from the ashes. Yeah, exactly. And for me, it was like, right, this is the time to go full speed ahead. And there's lots of other people I know who've operated mm. that way. But then mm. there's other people who've looked at it as like the crisis and a pandemic and and all the rest of that, and they've they put on weight and they, they're, they're now locked in their own head, frightened to leave the house, you know, all of that sort of thing. So it's just, just like I'm an eternal optimist, I don't look at the glass and think it's half full. I think, let's fill the glass up, drink it and fill it up again. You know what I mean? And for some people will look at it and go, you know, it's empty. Yeah. You know? and, and, and it's just the way, it's, it's your, everyone has a choice. You have a choice to be happy. You have a choice to be successful. You have a choice to look at something in a positive, positive way. Yeah, know? always yours. Yeah. But really. a lot of people do not realise that they've got a choice. No, they don't. They, they've handed the power to other people. They've handed the power yeah. to their bosses, to the government, to other people. When actually they've got to take back the power. They own their life. There's no one else yeah. responsible for them. Stop blaming anybody else and pull your finger out and get on with it. You can't Absolutely. do it name of my podcast <laughs> yeah listen to your podcast yeah um, i've set up a podcast as well oh, good. Good. i've got a youtube channel yeah which is new portal tv on youtube okay new portal tv so new port tv as well i like, I like, yeah, 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 that's I like the play i like the play on words it's clever yeah, yeah. and so uh, so what myself and my friend april we started that and we've interviewed a lot of local people. Yeah. Um, you might. Well, that's yeah, yeah, I could put that on my YouTube channel. Yeah, <laughs> I'll send you. So, so what I do anyway is um, I create um, playlists, yeah, when I promote other people's videos on my channel. So I upload my own channel in my own playlist and then I promote others. So now you tell me about that. I'll look, I'll check it out and I'll share some of your videos in my playlists. So I've got like a Welsh business news playlist and a, a Welsh business one. I've also got an entrepreneur chats playlist, which is where this will end up. This will end up in Welsh business, UK business, uh, European business. It'll end up in global business. It'll end up in entrepreneur chats. I've got, I got different, <coughs> different playlists for different uh, uh, purposes, like, you know. Um, yeah. And, um, so, yeah, so it's New Portal TV. Yeah. 
And, and I'm also on Anchor, so I haven't really given it much thought. Yeah. And also, I was thinking of putting all our uh, wedding videos <coughs> on YouTube. Yeah, I would so, do that. Yeah, you, you should have a, a West Coast Lighthouse YouTube channel as well. I think you have them. Have you got a, light, a West Coast Lighthouse YouTube? No, it's been mostly on Facebook. Oh, is it? Yeah, well, you should set up a YouTube channel for anything that goes on with the West Coast Lighthouse. And you yeah. can also set up a playlist for when you feature in other videos and get all of those together. So you collaborate all of your content. I know you've been on the telly quite a lot, you know. Yeah, so you should try yeah, and get that on content. the hotel inspector. Yeah. Um, Doctor Who. They came round to um, film in uh, June last year. Again, it's a again the second yeah. one, and obviously because of lockdown, they were going to show, show it, but yeah. lockdown came, and we were on Doctor Who, so we had the Sega Doctor, the Black Doctor, was you know introduced Ruth, here, yes, yeah. Ruth, and um, it was her house apparently in the in the yeah. In the Episode, wasn't it? Episode twelve, so, uh, series, series series twelve, episode, episode five. five yeah. was that... Were you the the female doctor's house, Ruth Ruth's house, yeah. Ruth, yes. yeah. yeah, not yeah. the not the normal doctor, but the because you know she changes. Well, doctor yeah. doctor changes. I don't actually watch Doctor Who, so I I don't really know what you're talking about. But I just know of Doctor Who because of the Doctor Who experience, and you know, obviously yeah. everyone knows Doctor Who. But I just I've never really watched Doctor Who. Um, yeah, so watching you... episode five of yeah. the current, what, what was the current series? Series 12. Uh, and uh, we were on the 100 best British homes as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, what's his name? Phil? Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, yeah I watched quite a lot of those programs. So, so much publicity, but really we want to get the wedding business off the ground and get as yeah. many weddings here as possible you know um you know um uh, a lot of lighthouses don't let people stay in them and, and if they have accommodation they're usually in buildings outside of the lighthouse yeah, it's yeah. A cottage or whatever yeah, but yeah have, you looked, have you looked into whether you could get those sort of structures you know maybe wooden structures or something where you could build like lodges you know coming off the building either side or something for extra accommodation well, unfortunately, Newport Borough Council are quite negative when it comes to things like that. No, because Cadu, it's, it's a listed, to, It's yeah. a grade two listed building, which is not a problem. Yeah. Cadu are far more um, relaxed. relaxed and free-minded and more, more common sense. Yeah. Unfortunately, Newport Borough Council, I can't say the same. Thing. No, because it's Maybe a, change. Because the change. original um, uh, drawing is a round structure. Yeah. You can't have anything near it. You can't build or have anything near it or build anything yeah. near it we did so a friend of mine took on a grade two listed building a church in the north of england yeah and she had to renovate the church into a house which she did yeah and then she put a load of other structures in the ground of the, of the church and they all had to be built in the same style and with the same materials yeah. etc yeah? yeah but yeah. she managed to turn a plot from i think like a hundred thousand pounds to buy the church and the land into something like a, a million pound development. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Interestingly, um, some years ago, uh, Ponty Pre Museum uh, sent us a postcard of the lighthouse they came across, and um, it just arrived in the post. Never seen that picture before, but in the picture next to the lighthouse, 
you had uh, cottages, round structures, which yeah. were residents. There were fishing cottages around the lighthouse. So yeah. a precedent had been set all those years ago. But, no, but not, it's not near. So... I, I think, though, if you've got somebody... So, so if you've got somebody like Richard Andrews, right, who's used to dealing with the council a lot, and he's based in Newport, he's an architect, yeah? Yeah, you know him. Yeah. yeah, and you know him. I think he's been over to yeah. see you before, haven't you? If you've got somebody like that to actually work on your behalf and come up with something that the council was happy with, especially with the driver that they're looking for more accommodation, now I think mm. it's one of those things which I think if you were 100% determined to get something done, yeah, and had the energy to do it, I think you could, probably could overcome that problem. It's just, you know, like... It's just a little bit different because you're you're getting closer to retirement age now rather than building your empire age, if you like. So maybe you know, like you say, the council. It's just it's just a battle you may not want to get into. But probably at my time of life, I'd probably want to get into that battle, and I'd probably come up with a way of of trying to overcome it. But and I can understand not wanting to get into that battle because sometimes you, know, you get to a time in your life where you actually you don't. It's not worth the, the battle's not worth it anymore, like you know. We've we've won a couple of battles, you know, but there's yeah. still a war going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's just sometimes. But it seems to be obviously with the Newport Council, you've had a, a few run-ins with them. But, but I still think I think if you was to design something in the plot that mm. was in keeping with the Grade Two listing and the materials oh, sure. and all of that, yeah. I think you could still. Maybe. You think common sense would prevail, but I know yeah. straight away they, they changed the rules some Anyway, they would consider this to be a floodplain, yes. even though the lighthouse is, you know, is, the, is, is, is on the highest point in the whole land and the whole area. Yeah. Uh, we'll have a problem with it, you know, and I think to put in um, uh, an assessment, you know, a flood assessment is going to knock you back at least six thousand pounds. You know, but yeah. um, there are issues. You know, there, there are issues. Way, there may be ways around it, but it just—it's just they yeah. may, they may not want to do really that. Pursued it, pursued it's having the finance to do it. You yeah, know, the, that could be the you issue. Have to do well, a flood assessment. You have to pay the architect. You have to do this and do that. Well, yeah. is it worth it in the end? Yeah, yeah. that's where I say, you know, sometimes, you know, if, if somebody like um, like Richard Branson come along and bought it or something and wanted to get whatever he wanted built on, he'd probably get it built, but he'd have a team. Yeah, he'd have the team. Just, just do it, just do it. They'd say, I'll see you in court, I can afford it, I'll see you in court, mate. Yeah, yeah, it. but it's a bit of a different strategy when you're thinking, like, you know, uh, I've got to pay this to Mr. for every hour, he gets yeah. involved in the battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we 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 have approached them. Money's you know, um, Dylan um, from the Celtic Manor, and I said, you know, we want to sell the lighthouse. Would you be interested in buying it? Well, we said, yeah, give me your details. Never came back. <laughs> Did it come back? No. No. We, well, I didn't pursue it, but no. maybe we should get in touch with them. Maybe, maybe. Get them to buy yeah. the lighthouse, and then they can develop it. Yeah, because I, I think it is right for somebody who's got a bit of money. They could, I think, oh, they could sure. develop. Well, there's, there's, a, there's a real opportunities here. We haven't um, exploited. The no, um, you know, it'll be really good. They could build all these pods around. Yeah. You know, good quality pods, and and the lighthouse would be like the restaurant. Yeah, I, I think this COVID problem is going to be with us for some time. So we know that people are looking to get away in the UK, but they do want self catering. Wow. They don't want to be sharing accommodation. Wow. So, Caterham, um, part of the hospitality business, 
is, is in great demand. Whereas I think the hotels are sharing a room, are sharing a, a dining room, and the rest of it, I think, is, is, do, is doing this, you know. So yeah. self-catering would be the way to go. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think, I think, like you say, if you can get those temporary caravans on the wheels, but put them in, you know, and overcome the problem with the, yeah. the gas and the plumbing in and all of that, you know, that's the, the area. Yeah. But um, yeah. I have met, uh, uh, Danielle uh, may have met him as well. We met um, at Swansea, the, the MD of Celtic Holiday Parks. Oh, oh no, I didn't go on that particular. Go to that one, no, but, but Bernie's connected with him, and, and that's a connection, obviously, that Danielle knows and, and I know as well. Maybe speaking to somebody like that as a consultant, he might be able to find a way around it, because he, if he's been doing those sort of caravan holiday parks for a number of years, it's, and it's been in the family, he might have ways of overcoming a, a problem that you don't know how to overcome. <laughs> But, but but Mike, we are in an area of special scientific interest, yeah. and we are also on this floodplain, and and also we had a tsunami here in sixteen sixty. Oh, sixteen oh six. That was the reason I appealed to the Welsh Assembly when they said I couldn't have a Mongolian yurt. Yeah. Anyway, they came around. I'm sorry. In 1606, there was a tsunami. You kind of heard. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, I think holiday parks are in Pembrokeshire, aren't they? Which is, I think, you know, national land. Around. So, you know, he might have experience of, 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 you know, overcoming some things. You know, I think it'd be worthwhile you reaching out to them. I honestly, yeah. if I was in your position, I'd reach out and see if there's some, you know, he might want to mentor or help you or could yeah. think of a I think, I think if you pushed enough and you had, so you said they had the energy. Yeah. to do it. I think there would be uh, there, would, there would be a breakthrough because everybody's got to review the, 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 the future basically yeah. the old the old ways uh, are gone there's yeah. going to be new opportunities and rules for the economy are going to be relaxed so we can get ahead with it all yes. yeah, if yeah. we don't relax some of these rules no. we're in real trouble but you see for Newport now we can you can have the wedding ceremony outside so yeah. you can have an outdoor wedding so this is what we're pressing for is that people can come and get married have the ceremony on the seawall they relax that but uh, but they have to come inside to sign register uh, a building to register but to yeah. have the ceremony and people outside, um, I think that would be really lovely. I mean, that's that's for us is very unique at the moment. Yeah, you should you look at putting out. some plastic up uh, windbreaks. You should look at putting some plastic up windbreaks so you can still see the view, but it, but, you know, because then it would open up your time weather-wise a bit longer, you know, because we always got to worry about the weather in this country, haven't we? Yeah. Well, and the wind. Well, when we put the marquee, it's at the back of the lighthouse. You normally get northwesterlies. So yeah. you've got the sea defence and you've got the lighthouse as a shield. So we have got a designated spot by the lighthouse, which is pretty um, pretty good when it comes to the wind aspect. So that, that's, that's taken care of. Yeah. yeah. I was just saying, it's a bit like Greenbelt area, isn't it? They, they put all this land and they say you can't build on it. And then at some point they need the houses and at some point they have to change yeah. their mind, don't they? And I think that's that's what you're alluding to. I think there, there will be some you know, some r relaxing of rules. And they did it with um, with houses, didn't they? Before you used to have to get planning permission to have a conservatory, but then they come up with a rule that you could, as long as it's a metre or whatever from each other's neighbours at a certain height, 
Yeah, I think um, I think yeah. uh, Cameron, David Cameron, put that rule in. I think these these planning things, you know, they do close in, and they're all run by committees and and people at slow paces. And that every now and then, the government says, "Well, you know, you're 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 constricting the growth of the economy or whatever." So we're just going to put a blanket rule in that and overrules your rules. You know, well, that makes sense. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I go along with that. Yeah. So so hopefully someone with a um, I was going to say a set of balls, a bit of leadership, you know, somebody would come along and, and see that the whole economy is being strangled. No, 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 what we want, Mike, is somebody with a bit of dosh. Oh, no, I mean, generally, that was a general thing. Yeah, that was a general, but I'm saying before we finish, is that we're looking for somebody with a bit of dosh and a bit of drive to buy the lighthouse from us. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. And that's, that's that's a lot. We're talking about building up the business, and then Daniel's thing to sell it. <laughs> but we want to build it, and then sell it. Yeah. But at the same time, if somebody's got the money and they want to buy it and they build the business, because the the yeah. potential mm -hmm. is there. Because mm. you're saying that you know, if we were like forty. You know, it'd be easy for us to find the council. And, and yeah, but not, yeah, not saying it'd be easier, but you'd probably be a bit more, you know, wanting to get that battle. Like, you know what I mean? Like me, I'd probably, I'd annoy them so much that they'd have to just say yeah in the end. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 wear, you, you could just wear people down, like you know, gradually. <laughs> yeah. If you yeah. become such a big problem, they get rid of the problem, and that's what you've got to do sometimes with people who are... Oh no, it's Mike on the phone again, it's Mike, oh no, he's wearing me down, I'll give it to him, they give it to him, get him off the back. That is how people get their way in business and in life a lot of the time, it's by wearing people down, it's just, you you become such a big problem, that they've got to solve the problem somehow, like, you know? He's not going to go away, is he? He's not going to go away, give, give him what he wants, we'll go out and get him. Yeah, that's, that's why I like, I like the saying. Do you live in Cardiff, is it? I'm living in the uh, area again now. I was in the Panaf, um, I was in Panaf Marina because I was going to be sharing with uh, our mutual friend Mark. And, and then Mark went to, um, to uh, yeah. Spain to do some work on a villa for a month and he's been there ever since. And that was wow. like March. No, is... we, get, we, get, we, got, we get photographs and uh, texts. Yeah, and he's loving it. He's loving it. He's got a now, so I don't think he's ever coming back. I think he's coming I back. I don't think no. he's coming back because I saw pictures of him at a retreat and I thought, oh, I want to do that. <laughs> yeah, he, he looks like he's having a great time. In fact, uh, if you do get this buyer come along, maybe you know someone who's watching my podcast. And listening yes. to my, you never know. Listening to my podcast or watching my YouTube, I should say. But if yeah. if, uh, if he does get, if you do get a buyer, I know your plan then is to go somewhere warm and uh, chill out. Yeah, and, we want to go to Spain. Enjoy Mark. in the southwest corner of Spain. You can't get much warmer, really. So um, yeah, that's where they, we want to go. So we've got friends there, Mark. Yeah. And he's invited me over, he have. And so at some point when the travel goes mad, I might go over there, you know, when the weather starts getting cold, I think I might go over there and meet his... Uh, I know, because he's by the, the sea, isn't he? So he's walking... By Gibraltar, he is. He's like just 20 minutes, half hour away from Gibraltar, like the far southwest yeah, corner, just yeah, a bit yeah, from west of Narbea. Went to was in Gibraltar, and that looks so lovely. Mm. It's a yoga retreat place, oh, and, nice. and uh, you know Frank wants to go to. Um, he wants to move to Mal near Malaga. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, um, so that's you know the our plan is if when we sell is to buy a house in in the sun. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, 
You know, I think I think the other option you've got, I think I might have mentioned this to you before, but you could just um, get a manager in and have somebody running the, the wedding business and the, the, the accommodation business while you're away and make an income, you know, so you just get a manager in and uh, and, and they, they run the show and, and you just charge a fee and that gives you the income then, the fee, you know. Or, or you make, you know, you, you pay the manager to make the difference in the profit margin, you know, depending on how much they make. Um, or, or you can, um, you can uh, give it to somebody else, lease it to someone, you know, and live off the lease. Leasing is possibly an option, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a possibility there. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's lots of different ways around the the, the problem of, of you wanting to go to the sun and having this lovely, you know, it's such an amazing business and amazing potential and what a location as well. You know, it's one, one I think fair, I mean, um, I think to be fair, if we were to go down that route of um, getting someone in, it would work very well as a whole unit, but as um one self catering unit, so you yes. could have. You could have a whole family here in a lighthouse, and uh, that would be very attractive. Um, you did love it so much, and you actually lived in your other place in Newport, and you actually yeah. rented it out as a whole concern. It'd be, I think, you'd make a killing on it. Would be very busy, yeah. No, you, yeah. You, you would make some really good money from that. Like, like you, would, you would be for things like um, you know, like when um, when uh, uh, people come to Cardiff for the boxing, you know, like uh, uh, yeah. Anthony uh, Joshua and stuff like that. You know, yeah. traveling parties, groups of people. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, staying alive. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, have the whole thing. I think you you make a killing like that. You know, but I think your problem is you love the place too much. So I think the only place you'd you you you'd leave to go there from is somewhere warmer abroad. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we're waiting, like, you know? waiting for the COVID thing to be over and then um, plan because my sister lives in Spain. Yeah. And we've got friends in Spain, and there's Mark. You know? yeah, exactly. Yeah, he'll definitely. Uh, you know, his um, yeah. his uh, girl, girl who he's met out there, runs an events business and a wedding planning business. Oh, does she? Does she? Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> in Spain. Yeah, he sent me um, her website to have a look and give her some pointers, like you know. So I, I gave him a freebie, like a freebie. Uh, he always does lots of things for me anyway, so we, we always help each other out. So I, I give her an assessment and stuff, but she does um, mm. uh, mostly wedding events, like, you know, out in uh, you know, southern Spain. Mm. Oh, gosh, that. maybe we could buy a property in Spain and do weddings there as well. Yeah, well, you're experienced in weddings as well. Maybe there's a hook up there. Maybe it's worthwhile you going out and staying in that part of the world, having a chat with Mark and yeah. seeing if there's a collaboration together. Maybe she might be, I tell you what she might be able to do, which might be good for you. Mm. She might be able to advertise um, on her website the fact that um, she could be an agent booking for people in Spain who want to go to the UK to have a wedding, just like people in, in the UK mm. like to go to Spain to have a wedding. I don't know if that market exists. You know, people, Spanish people wanted to come to the UK to have a wedding. No, people do. They, they live abroad, but they've got family in South Wales. Yeah, and they want to come here for the wedding. Yes. And well, she might be able to put that content on her website. And obviously, because she's a Spanish business with a Spanish website, she'd be able to attract the Spanish market, which you might not be able to attract from the UK because your website's not in Spanish or it's not based in Spain. No. no. That's the good thing sometimes about having a website registered in Spain. It would 
rank higher in the search engines, which meant if you put your content on her site, she could be a booking agent for you. Yeah. And anyone who wants to come to the, you know, book out to a wedding at the, the lighthouse, you could give her a commission for, for, for getting yeah. the booking through her website. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Speak to Mark about that next time I speak to him, but you know, yeah. why not? That's a win. I'm all about win win relationships, and you're winning because you're getting bookings from Spain that you're not getting yeah. now. Yeah. And she's winning because she's making a commission just by putting your content on her site. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Gosh, that's um, well. It's another good idea. It's yeah, full of them. It's so, full of them. Yeah. <laughs> so so um, thank you, Mark. And uh, Mike. Hi. It's easier anyway. A lot, lot, for some reason, have, people, have, yeah. people call me Mark quite a lot. I think it's because when I say Mike, it sounds like Mark. It's my yeah, accent. It does, yeah. Does, yeah, it's yeah. a bit of a Welsh twang there, isn't it? Yeah. 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 People call me Mark all the time, so it's not matter. Like. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, so it's been lovely chatting. Are there any other questions you want to ask? I think uh, I think we've pretty much done, we've done an hour. I think we're over an hour. That's that's about as long as I normally cover. You know, most of my episodes yeah, are thirty minutes. Yeah, we. Uh, but um, we just say, you know, if people they want to know about us, it's they could just say West Ask Lighthouse, Google it. Yeah. Or they could just say lighthouse in Newport, uh, lighthouse BNB in Newport, and we'll come up anyway. Westos Hotel Inspector Lighthouse, we will come up because I think we're the only lighthouse on the Hotel Inspector. And to get married in a lighthouse is really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Well, really unique is this quirky, and that's what yeah. people are looking for something a little bit yeah. different, especially, you know, it's an amazing location. Check it out, check out the drone video uh, no, without uh, weddings you know people can have fireworks which they wouldn't normally be no. able to you know in a hotel and, 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 and what most people like is the quality album isn't it the pictures and, and like what a backdrop you, you offer them for their pictures like you know what i mean it's yeah, just, and they can have live entertainment they wouldn't disturb anyone <laughs> well, they, well they even had um, people that got married elsewhere yeah. They've come back here to the lighthouse, booked in to have what photographs taken here, and they even dress up in their wedding gear. <laughs> it's yeah. they've got married here. Yeah, I know. We charge them 150 quid for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but yeah, you people, you know, uh, again, it's another great location for Instagrammers, you know, global Instagrammers who like yeah. Yeah. We do get people who come and. Um, <laughs> we yeah. had one a couple of weeks ago. But what's that woman doing? She's all dressed in a bikini type. Yeah, thing, she was. <laughs> On the fence here, I think it's a bit cold for that, isn't it? What's going on there? And it was some sort of Instagram thing. Yeah, with, yeah, exactly. With with people, want, people want stuff to stand out in their feed, and you know, uh, you yeah. know, lighthouse is, is beautiful, isn't it? It's very unique, and uh, it, it yeah. saves out to have another picture of a beach. <laughs> yeah. So, will you have pictures on your Zoom um, when you upload it? Will you have pictures? No, I I don't do no editing because I I I I'm into um, quantity over quality really. I'm into um, you know omni omni marketing, omnipresent, literally trying to be as many places as possible. And it's all about volume for me because I'm on a mission to become a global speaker. And so the more the more content I can put out there in as many places, etc., the more people are going to know me. The more you can build up that uh, notoriety, if you like. Um, I don't like to use the word fame. I'm not really into fame. I'm just into trying to become well known so I can share my message to more people. 
sure. Just, just there. Mm. It's just behind. Well, you do grab it and it's sort of showing it, like, yeah. Oh, the lighthouse to show you. Yeah, There's the lighthouse. Yes, beautiful place. And that, that's the uh, entrance going up. And uh, and just behind uh, it is the sea wall and the beautiful, uh, was it the Bristol Channel, is yeah, Some people got married on, on the, the sea, so, on, the, on the roof garden. Yeah, and you've got a hot tub on the roof as well, haven't you? For people who stay, obviously they can't stay. Now, where are you taking bookings from next year? Let's say from, from January. And this is Doctor Who, the lady, the doctor. What's that? Is that is that um, is that your book or is that a book uh, someone that you've been featured? No, in? that's um, we did that. Daniel's one. put it together. I put that together. Oh, so it's like a collage. Yeah, just um, photographs of. Um, yeah, you, um, I, I would recommend uh, you to put an online version of that. There's Bill Spencer who came here. Yeah. Um, I would suggest you try and create an online version of that, like a slideshow presentation, which you could put on your LinkedIn. Yeah. yeah how do you do idea. that, though? Yeah. I've been trying to find out how to do that. Well, what, what I would do is I would take lovely pictures or, or use your selection of lovely pictures or, or take a picture of, of, that, of all the images in that book, yeah? And then create a, a, a PowerPoint presentation. So you put one picture on each slide on the PowerPoint presentation. And yeah. then at the end of the presentation, you could do record video and you can, you can um, uh, wait five seconds or 10 seconds, then click the button, wait five, 10 seconds, click the, the button again. So you can animate then that as a, as a video. And, and then, so, you, you, so you, you save it as a animated slideshow. And then if you're using the latest power uh, the latest powerpoint when you save it you can do save as and instead of saving it as a presentation you save it as a video and then you just upload it to youtube oh that's good yeah so you can literally turn any presentation so you just literally you, you create a powerpoint and just put the images on and then you animate it as a as a, a, a recorded presentation and then you just save it as a video and upload it to your YouTube. Yeah, because sometimes Google does that. Yeah, well, Google uploads your, or does your presentations or something. Yeah, you know, when you've taken your pic all the pictures, sometimes my phone would... Oh, yeah, on your phone, it'll put it into a presentation, your Google Photos. Yeah. Yes, yeah, but it'll do that. So you have to select the photos. Yeah, and Facebook does it as well every now and then when you have a friend anniversary and stuff. He'll do a collage yeah. of the pictures with yeah. the friend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, I think on LinkedIn, LinkedIn, you can upload presentations, and I think he uses a thing called SlideShare or i i SlideShare or something like that. So, but you can put presentations onto your yeah. LinkedIn profile as well. So, you know, the more places you get the pictures of. Of, of the lighthouse the better because the lighthouse does its job then of selling the location because as, as phil spencer would say it's all about location 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 and yeah you know, I know. location you know you're spreading uniqueness we loved it phil spencer i thought he was going to criticize us but no he he loved he it yeah. Yeah, i think he, he understands quality and, and uniqueness i think so you know yeah. and what's really good about your location for the people who haven't been there is the um, the serenity of the place mm, yeah the peacefulness serenity. Yeah. you know it really, it really it's is a little pocket of serenity isn't it it's a pocket yeah. between yeah. two big cities it's a little oasis really isn't it yeah, yeah. So anyone who lives in London and they want to get away to the countryside, please get in touch.
with us. Yeah. And what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Other than the website, what's the best? Other than the website, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you on social? Would it be on Facebook or LinkedIn or where? Yeah, Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, so my name is Danielle Sheehan. Which is it's, it's in the recording. So on your video, you could just put our details anyway. It's in, it's in the recording. The, the the name your name pops up on Zoom, so I think I think it might stay in the recording. I'm not hundred percent sure, but I know it's on it's on my Zoom call now. The spelling, so it's uh, yeah, D A N I E W -L, L E, and then Sheehan, which is S H E A H A N. Yeah. And if you look and find, uh, yeah, you, you do most of the marketing, don't you, uh, Danielle? Well, yes, Frank's yeah, busy doing all the, uh, the the DIY and stuff. So. Stuff, yeah. Yeah. Sure. So uh, well, it's been great you having could, you both on. I've got to shoot now because I got things to do at three o'clock. I know, exactly. Well, but, thank you ever so much for inviting inviting us on your on your program. You yeah, know? yeah. yeah. I, I hope you get millions. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, hopefully, this will be the the viral one that goes miles. At the moment, the most I've had is eighty four. Well, that was only done a week ago, so 84. Yeah, yeah. I could easily be 840 in a year's time on, on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah I could start earning cash on YouTube. Yes, that's what that's what the plan is. I think you've got to get to 1,000 views or something, or 10,000, I don't know. But, uh, you know, without how much content I do, it's only a matter of time, and I'll get to the limit that I get to where I can start monetizing it then. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> But my friend, she, because we've recorded quite a few people, but she wants to do it, you know, every week to release one. Yeah. I said, no, no, just put everything on. Yeah, you know? just do. I think, you know. Okay, okay we'll let you go. You go, Mike. Yeah, Mike, we'll let you go. Bye-bye. I'll see you soon. Yeah, we need to get ready to go to the pub. Yes. <laughs> have, a lovely, have a lovely evening. Thank you, uh, yeah, very have much. a lovely drink. We're going to have a nice drink. I'm going <laughs> to have a, a nice uh, vodka, an orange. Okay. This episode was brought to you in conjunction with startup and SME web design business, 333 websites, which are available at www.333websites.co.uk and Mike Armstrong's coaching, which is available at uh, mikearmstrong.me forward slash coaching. Um, there's nothing else left for me to say now other than have a great day. I know I, I will. And don't forget, you can do it. Thank you very much for listening. Cheers. Bye-bye.